The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, and we're going to pick up in the third breakdown of the Hebrew alphabet, the letter Gimel. We would use it as G. Uh, but we're going to look at verse number 17. So you follow along as I read. Psalm 119, verse 17. Deal bountifully with thy servant, that I may live and keep thy word. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not my commandments from me. My soul breaketh for the, lo- uh, for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed, which do err. From thy commandments, remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant didn't meditate on the, in thy statutes. My testimonies are, are also are my delight and my counselors. So he starts off again. What we're what we're seeing a lot in, in Psalm 119 is an understanding of I believe to be David an understanding of the need for the word of God. Uh, the understanding of you know, learning and growing in it, and really it's kind of just reiterated over and over and over in this chapter. So what we see here is we see David mentioning again the great need for and he breaks down, and you see a little bit more of his thinking behind it. So uh, he really, in these few verses, honestly states a very, very, it's an extreme need, it's a desperate need for this. We see in verse 17, Deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. Interesting word. The idea, word, the word bountifully actually also gives the idea or meaning of to wean. Like when you wean a baby, he, he could be weaning off of the world or whatever it is, but deal bountifully, help me, give me, give me the strength I need that I may live and keep thy word. Give me, you know, take away the things from me that would hold me back, that would hurt me, that I may live and grow in you. Uh, so allow me, sometimes it's purging, you know, I purge away the things that would stop me from growing that I may see. And he, he really comes back in this in these verses, it talks really about the idea that the world, we'll see in a second, the world is, com- he's just growing less and less comfortable around the things of the world. And the more he is, the more, Lord, I just, I can't wait to one day be in heaven, but until that happens, help me to see you in the Word. And so that's why he keeps going back. Remember that the Bible, you know, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was the beginning with God. That references Jesus and this Word, the Bible. And so what you see here is you see that the Word of God, the Bible we have, was not just randomly written throughout human history. God had already planned these things and just gave it to these men at the appropriate time. This is divine, and this is what we have, and and so I want to learn as much as I can from God's Word. He continues in verse number 18. Open thou mine eyes, and I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. You know, there are times we go to the Bible, and we read, and he said, okay, I need to do my devotions, or I need to read, this is what I'm supposed to do. And, and, and here the author says, here's, I believe David says, and I think it's a good point, Lord, help me to do more than just read. Now he says the law, because at this point, that was all that was available to him. Psalm wasn't written yet, uh, New Testament didn't exist, so he was referencing his, the, he, all he had was the law, and we have the entire Bible, so we can make that comparison. But what, what he was saying is, Lord, help me. Before he got into the Word of God, before he prayed, Lord, open my eyes to things that otherwise I wouldn't see. Now here, here comes an interesting point is how is it that God does it? One, if we go and we do spend some time and beg God to open our eyes, he'll do it. If we're coming with a desire to learn about him, to learn about what God's doing in our life and, and to see from Scripture, that doesn't mean we have to read 100 chapters. Sometimes it'll come in one. Sometimes it'll come in two. Whatever it is, 
As we read, we beg God to help us to keep focused, to see him, see his wondrous works, and see all that we can learn about him. But you know, sometimes, you know what that means? That means as I go through life, things are going to happen in my life that I'm going to say what's going on, that when I go to the Bible, the Bible becomes alive because the battle that I'm having or the question that I had today is now answered through the Word of God. So sometimes things happen in life, could be trials, could be unique situations, could be great things, that when, when they happen, we say, what's going on? We go to the Bible, and now it's answered. We learn about God. We learn about God working in our life, and let's say it's a trial. What's going on? We read in the Bible, we learn, we learn about God, and then it all kind of comes together what God's doing in our situation. So sometimes circumstances help us to view us in life differently so that way we can see something in scripture that outside of experience just wouldn't influence us as much. Some parts of the word of God won't really be, you know, you think about it, when, when you're younger and you don't have, you know, you don't know much about death or struggles, Psalm 23 is great, but the phrase, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, doesn't carry with it what it does 30 years later when you've been there, when you've maybe said goodbye to a loved one, when you've seen yourself in turmoil and battle. And so obviously that passage just carries with it so much more than it did at that point. Every part of life and experience is like that. And so as we grow, he says, let me to see more. He's, I like what he says in 19. He says, I am a stranger in the earth, hide not by commandments from me. He says, the longer, closer I get to God, the less I feel comfortable. And I, I, I can agree with that. As much as God has given us some great things in this, earth, in this earth, the further the world gets from God and the closer that I desire to get to God, the less I, I feel comfortable and, and at home around these things. I'm, I'm not saying we're better than anything else. I'm just saying that there's a longing for to get to know God and less about what the world has to offer. Verse 20, my soul breaketh. The idea is he is, he is in great thirst. So my soul breaketh or thirst is for the longing that it may unto that that it hath unto the ju thy judgments at all time. Another reiteration of the great desire to fully understand the word of God. Then what he does is he talks about kind of the you know the side of some of his battle and some of the en enemies he's been fighting. In verse twenty one, thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments. You have rebuked those who refuse to make the word of God. You, you think you're too good for religion or too good for God or too good for church. Well, he's going to rebuke them. And then he says in verse 22, Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. He says, these people who would accuse me, these people who would throw accusations at me, God, I did right, I obeyed your testimonies. Would you just remove them so I don't have to deal with this anymore? Please just remove these accusers from me. Verse 23, he said, princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. Even people in royalty, along with these accusers, accused me when they were wrong. And sometimes people just jump on the bandwagon of an accusation, of a gossip, and it's easy to say, man, I didn't do any of this. And trust me, if you follow God and you do what's right, you're going to be accused. You're going to be attacked. You're going to have people who are going to throw things at you. And I, don't, I, I have a bunch of opinions as to why it would be I don't fully understand, and I'm not going to, so let me just suffice it to say, when you walk with God, there'll be some people who, for whatever reason, will and not be comfortable with that. And so, uh, you may lose friends or whatever, but you're going to gain so much more than you would lose, by the way. But in sometimes those situations, you're going to find certain scenarios where, you know, some people just are, are going to try to discourage you for whatever reason. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't, don't let that consume you. He says, verse 24, thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. He says, your truth is his testimonies. He just keeps renaming the premise of the truth in the word of God. That's what I will focus on. Let the word, we have to look at the word of God, see his promises and say, 
This is what God said, and I'm going to put my trust in that, not in people, not in my circumstances, and not what other people think. You know, I heard a phrase, I remember exactly who said it, it was a video someone sent me, but the guy made a comment. He said, it is not your business to know what other people think of you. Now, it's a generic term. But you know what I loved about that is sometimes we are so consumed with what people think of us for fear. And sometimes we want to have a good testimony. We don't want to be rude or offensive. Sometimes we're just consumed with that. And he says, that's not for you to worry about. There's nothing you can do about it because half the time it's nothing you've done to create that belief. Now, while we desire to have a good testimony, do what's right, ultimately all we can be concerned is about what Jesus knows about us. And it's pure of heart. Don't be, don't be consumed with what people might say. Be consumed with what you can learn about who Jesus is and how you can grow into him. And if we do that, then we can have a peace that even circumstances can't seem to rattle. It doesn't mean that we won't have our battles and ups and downs, but we'll have a confidence in God that even circumstances struggle to shake. Thank you so much for the opportunity to give, uh, that you've given me today and this Thursday to be part of your morning. Uh, whether you watch us live or catch it archived later, I just appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day. Hope you have a great remainder of your day, a great remainder of your week. Hope you're enjoying the Christmas season. And uh, again, I hope you can join us again tomorrow.